You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Kevin Polson is a senior editor at Wired.com and a contributor to Wired magazine. He writes about cybercrime, privacy, and politics for Wired.com and edits the Threat Level blog. His book is Kingpin. Thank you for joining me, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Kevin, this is a, a really incredibly fast-paced book. It reads like a crime thriller, and it gives us a lot of information about what a uh, kind of crime that's completely invisible to most of us. There's no action in this crime. This is crime that's people just sitting around tapping on a keyboard most of the time, isn't it? Well, now you're making the book sound boring. <laughs> it's action-packed. It is. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is something that's been kind of quietly brewing uh, online over the last 10 years, this whole organization that's crept up in order to steal consumer information and capitalize on it and perform identity theft and credit card fraud on a massive scale. Now, this book is kind of based around the uh, history of the Internet. It's a nice history of the Internet over the last 20 years. And you were there at the early part of the Internet. And I think that your life as an early Internet denizen gives you a lot of uh, insight into the characters in the book. Because one of the things that's common about most of these characters is they're leading double lives. And you were doing that for a while, too, weren't you? I was, kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I was on the internet earlier, back when it was the ARPANET. Mm -hmm. um, initially, I hacked into it as a teenager, and then I later had a job where I had legitimate access to it. And while, while I had that job, I was, uh, on my own time, I was hacking the phone company extensively. Uh, the, phone, the phone network was kind of my thing, and I eventually got into trouble for that. Now, I remember, gosh, I remember when I was in high school, I guess I'm dating myself here, I learned this magic trick where you could take a, an unbent paper clip and if you touch the, the paper clip to the center of the mouthpiece to the phone you could get a free phone call out of that yeah that, that that's actually depicted in the movie war games uh, <laughs> exactly. i don't know if you remember using a uh using the pull tab from a soda can yeah no <laughs> that, that yeah I, I remember that uh i remember that and, and now now this phone these uh the phone hackers uh your main character in here uh max butler uh, he starts out as as a phone freak, and that's spelled with a P-H-R-E-K. So talk about, we live in a, now the internet is full of the web. It has all this video and audio. It's a very immersive experience. It was an immersive experience back then, but it was pretty much all text, wasn't it? It was in the early days, yeah. There were, there were no graphics uh, to speak of and uh, certainly no animation or anything like that. So uh, when, when Max first got online, he, uh, he got very much into things like uh, the MUDs, the multi-user dungeons, uh, which are kind of virtual chat rooms uh, that take place in a, an entire simulated environment where everything is described in text um, and sometimes very vivid prose. Now, prose is, I think, an important part of this book. Max himself, he was uh, just a Midwestern teenager, and he came from a, a somewhat troubled home. But he, he was a natural at, at uh, computers. He was programming a basic at the age of eight years old. Uh, apparently, yeah, he was he was a natural, and he was very very skilled. And when he became a white hat hacker, he was uh, if not the best, he was among the best. And then when he became a black hat hacker, when he became one of the bad guys, he he was very good at that as well. 
Now, talk about Max, because I think one of the important uh, aspects of this book that we need to understand is that Max was diagnosed early on as being bipolar, and this plays out throughout the book. We see this again and again. He plays on both sides of the equation, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, does not, he, he himself does not believe he's bipolar, but he, he did get that diagnosis, and it's not uh, inconsistent with his behavior at some times. Now, uh, talk about this kind of, he was also, for a guy who was kind of a, a geeky kid, um, he got himself into trouble with the law pretty early and pretty often. And, and in a way, I think that's very symbolic of what was to follow, because when he was in high school, he and his group of friends, one of them came upon the master key to the high school. His friends speak highly of him, and he was a very, a very loyal friend, and uh, everybody loved him and still does love him. But even back then, they recognized that he had kind of a, a spontaneous, uh, reckless streak to him. When he did anything, he dove into it full throttle. He wasn't one to hold back or be reserved. So when they found, um, when they uh, uncovered a master key to their high school in uh, Meridian, Idaho, they, um, they kept that a secret from him. And uh, they, they planned on holding on to it and pulling a big hack, a, a big prank at the end of the school, school year. Um, and then Max discovered it, and he, he and a friend, they went into the school, and there was a, a lot of vandalism done. So that was his first run-in with the law, and he did a little bit of, did a couple of weeks in custody uh, under psychiatric evaluation for that as a teenager. And that's where his bipolar diagnosis came from. E exactly. And then as soon as he got out, uh, or almost as soon as he got out of, of trouble for that, he was in getting into other things, and then ultimately he wound up ha having an incident with his girlfriend after she broke up with him that put him in jail for much longer. Well, one of the things about Max I think that's very interesting is that um, I'd like you to talk about creating him as a character, as a writer, because this is one of the things I think you do very well. You give us insight into the minds of all, all these various uh, somewhat maladjusted young men. And, and I think it, it's an interesting challenge for you because, again and again, the characters have to confront their own skills. They need to sharpen up their own skills with prose, and, and you have to master that and master your own style of prose to describe them. This is actually, turns out to be one of the advantages in writing a book where so much takes place online, as I had access to so, so much written word by the, by the actual characters themselves. So I, I, there's, there's Max writing as Max when he was a computer security expert, when he was one of the good guys. He wrote papers and he posted on computer security mailing lists. So you have him in his own words. Then uh, as a black hat hacker, as Iceman, as he eventually called himself, he did a lot of writing as well because you're, you're online and that's how you interact. And you could see how he has an entirely different persona uh, when he becomes a bad guy. He's, it's very profanity-laced, and whereas uh, the, the real Max, if you could call it that, was very, very polite and kind to everybody, uh, Iceman was, uh, was borderline vicious and uh, could, could intimidate and scare people. Now, one of the things that's interesting about this, in early on, um, this, a lot of this, as we were talking about, is all done with text and with ICQ and, and IRC. So I'd like you to describe some of, the, some of these scenes. I mean, when Max is sitting there typing on IRC, what was he seeing on his screen? And, and how did that, you know, how did you, immersed in this super technology of today, get back to describe that? Uh, well, I mean, what he sees are, is text flowing, flowing up his screen. IRC is a very primitive kind of chat, chat room if you use 
AOL Instant Messenger, you have the basic idea, except there, are no, there were no emoticons in, in IRC. It's just, it's just words. So that's, that's the full range of, of your ability to express yourself there is, is within the four corners of what you can write uh, and type out. Now, one thing about Max I think that's very interesting is, as you mentioned, he's loyal to his friends and to his fellow hackers to a fault. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When, when he describes the things that got him in trouble, uh, he, he kind of cites that loyalty as being a part of it. Near, near the end of his adventures, uh, he, when he sensed that things were closing in around him, that he might actually be in, in danger of, of being arrested, uh, he, part of him wanted to just pack up and flee the country. But he was in a serious relationship with his girlfriend. He'd been, he'd been thinking about marriage to her, and he, uh, so, so he couldn't bring himself to leave. So he describes that, that coming up again and again, um, his, his real-life entanglements and his, his sense of personal responsibility and his loyalty as he sees it, was kind of his fatal flaw. Well, and that's what got him into jail the first time, because when his girlfriend broke up with him, he was so angry with her, he made threats that were traceable directly to him. Uh, he did, and he, uh, he put his hands around her, her throat uh, at one point while making these threats. So that's actually what, what landed him in trouble, and, and he wound up going to prison for four years for that. And he, but he felt that, again, and this is another aspect of Max's uh, personality, that there was some injustice done. And there was, to a certain small extent. He might not have gone away for so long had he had a different judge or had his lawyer pleaded more, you know, uh, promptly. Yeah, he says that the, that the facts themselves were wrong in the case, mm-hmm. that his, his uh, ex-girlfriend had exaggerated the incident out of all proportion. But beyond that, um, just as a 